pen pals on LinkedIn. I'd, I would tell him our story and how thankful I was, and he was so kind and sweet and thanked me for, you know, uh, thanking him. <laughs> He's just a sweet old man. His wife was there too. I met his brother. His brother was a great doctor. We talked a bunch, and um, they were, you know, his wife was so tickled with the, the T-shirts we had made, getting, getting him to look like, you know, like the Godfather from the movie, The Godfather. We used his picture. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, uh, folks, today is um, it's a bit of a sad day, to be honest. Um, I do want to have a positive spin on it, um, that uh, the, the godfather of cannabinoid medicine has passed away, Dr. Raphael Meshulam. Uh, many believe he should have won the Nobel Peace Prize many, many years ago for his extraordinary work with research on the cannabinoids. Uh, back in the early 1960s in 1963 and 1964, uh, Dr. Raphael Meshulam was the first person to be able um, to find and, and, and research uh, specifically uh, cannabidiol, uh, CBD, as we people, as we know it, and as we know it as CBDA. Um, if it wasn't for his work, I don't know where my son would be, his health. I don't know where my family would be. I don't know where millions and potentially billions of people's lives uh, would be. Uh, he uh, was um, a mountain of a man. Uh, we talk about Steve Jobs and, and making your dent in the universe and Dr. Raphael Meshulam, affectionately known as Rafi, uh, uh, definitely did that. So I wanted to pay tribute to Dr. Raphael Meshulam. Um, we got a chance to meet him one time and it was one of the greatest blessings of my life the first blessing was the research that he did that proved that CBD in the 1970s helped children with epilepsy. And it was his breakthrough research was what led uh, parents like Paige Feige, Charlotte Feige's mom, to uh, go and find uh, this, this CBD, this cannabidiol, this, this miracle plant to help with her daughter and seizures, which led to the passing of the 2014 Farm Bill uh, that um, descheduled uh, hemp. Uh, so we could grow it as American farmers again, just like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson did. And uh, it was the miracle plant that helped clear the fog for my son with his severe neurological diagnosis of uh, late stage autism at the age of three. So, um, but again, the time that we had a chance to meet was in 2019 uh, at CanMed, which is a, an amazing collection of doctors and researchers talking about uh, cannabis. CanMed, get it? It was out here in Pasadena, California, and the second I found out that Dr. Raphael Meshulam was going to be flying in from Israel to be the keynote speaker, uh, we booked a booth, we, we got a bunch of us down there, we all piled into an orange V-Dub bus and uh, loaded up our camper and uh, set up our booth, and it was uh, just a magical time. Uh, after, we, after we set up our booth, we... Um, the next morning, he was going to be kicking off the conference as the keynote. And uh, 
we could see next door where the the stage was so at like seven in the morning i was at the gym and uh some uh some of us that were down there i said hey run down to the front row well first i was down there i ran down to the front row and i was like that's wide open right now so i said let's all get some you know backpacks and books and let's like get the front row right front row and center because uh, I knew he was going to come on at like 8 in the morning. And so a bunch of us were holding seats and like laying down in front so we could have the front row seats. There must have been over 1,000 or 2,000 seats in the room. And so um, I just remember when he came out, it was very emotional for me. Uh, you, know, he, it, you know, here he is, a doctor, a researcher, and he comes out on stage and he gets a roaring, thunderous, standing ovation for it must have been five minutes and you know i I had tears in my eye um it it, you know he he is he is he is the godfather of cannabinoid medicine like he is the he is the one who did the research who first did the research who proved uh to to the world the power proved it scientifically the power of this miracle plant and it was at that conference that he revealed that the acid or the acidic precursor of the cannabinoids, in our case, we're talking CBDA, the A stands for acid or acidic, that's what the plant makes. He came to reveal that the A, uh, the CBDA, was up to 1,000 times more effective because our body knows what to do with whole plant, raw, organic plants versus synthesized, isolated, um, you know, chemical compounds uh, of just trying to manufacture the molecular structure of CBD. So it was a breakthrough for us uh, and our organization. It was the proof that we needed uh, to show the world that raw CBDA, raw cannabis, raw hemp, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the most, uh, is the full potential of the plant and of course, we saw it with our own eyes with my son. And uh, I just want to, uh, you know, pay tribute to uh, a legend. Um, you know, I, you know, unfortunately, I think, you know, and I've played golf with with uh, 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 Cheech Martin, and a lot of people think of Tommy and and Tommy Chong and, and Cheech and Chong uh, when they think of cannabis, and yeah, they're hilarious. I mean, don't get me started. Up in Smoke is a hilarious movie. Um, but that is only, that's, that's the side that was demonized of the plant, you know, the intoxicating effects and, you know, the, the, the whole stoner thing. Whereas, and, and it was, and, and that was what, you know, in 1937 with reefer madness, when they made the, they passed the marijuana tax act, which made hemp illegal, even hemp that has no psychoactive effects, rope, paper, clothes, uh, was made illegal because of the industrialists and the cotton and the, and the wood industries didn't want to compete with it because it was such a versatile plant um, that they, they lumped that in there as well. But it was hidden from us from 1937, the power of this plant, this miracle plant, especially in the raw form and its healing powers for our bodies to find homeostasis or balance. And if you listen to previous episodes, it was hidden from us and disguised and, and misinterpreted 1700 years ago when they mistranslated the word cannabosum to calamus, when cannabosum was the original word for cannabis in Hebrew, uh, you know, aromatic cane or aromatic hemp, and they, they translated it to a marshy plant called calamus uh, for, for um, I would have to imagine and think for malicious reasons, 
to hide the plant from us again. But in 1963, uh, Dr. Raphael Meshulam uh, came out with the science, the proof once and for all uh, that this cannabidiol or cannabidiolic acid, CBDA, uh, is a healing compound and a healing plant. And he did research in the 1970s and he released it that they studied nine children with epilepsy and um, all nine children took CBD or hemp um, for these epileptic seizures. And all nine children uh, either had a drastic reduce, uh, and I believe, I think all, but I'll have to double check. My mom can uh, back me on this one. I know all nine had a drastic reduction or complete remission of the seizures. I, I wanna say it was eight that uh, didn't have seizures during this study, no longer had seizures. And I believe one may have had a few. So we'll double check on those stats. But anyways, regardless, when nine children take a plant and the seizures either go away drastically or go away, period, um, that is a medical breakthrough. That should be on billboards. That should be as well known as aloe vera for sunburn. And he put that out in the 1970s. And he thought when he was giving his talk at the 2019 CanMed, when we were sitting there front row, he thought that was it that he had done his work. He had researched in 1960s, he had released uh, about cannabidiol and cannabidiolic acid. And then he had done the research and he had done the studies with a control group and he was gonna release it, publish it in the 1970s. And that was gonna set the plant free. That was gonna change modern medicine. That was gonna change the healthcare system. That's what his belief was because the science was there. It was proven, it was undeniable what this compound, what this plant did for children with, with seizures. And when he was on the stage, on the front stage at CanMed 2019, he admonished the healthcare system, the medical system, the, the world who, had, who hid this research. He's like, here it is 40 years later 40 years after I released this study showing what this plant could do for children and we are just now having this conversation. There are still children in our country and all over the world because America is a beacon of light for so many that they just follow lockstep. Like we've had doctors from Australia and others that have said they just do what America does. That 40 years later, there are still children in our country that do not have access to this plant. He admonished the healthcare system. How dare you? How dare you allow suffering to go on for profit? And it was chilling because as, a, as the leading researcher and cannabis scientist, you know, 92 years old, you know, he, we just lost him here. Um, you know, he had done his job better than anyone had ever done it. He had shown the research, he had shown the studies, and the truth was hidden for 40 years. Until 2014, we began to unlock the truth with the passing of the Farm Bill, and then the 2018 passing of the Farm Bill. And people are still confused and still denied access to this plant, even in the hemp CBD form. You know, Kristen Gonzalez, Kristen, Kristen Selby Gonzalez was on here recently 
and her son, you know, who was on the spectrum, you know, uh, had a, had a, you know, his appendix removed and he had major complications and, and he was fighting for his life in the hospital in Southern California. And she had to hide the fact in her purse, she had to hide the miracle plant oil and give it to him when the nurses weren't there or the doctors weren't there. And if you listen to the podcast, she's on a previous podcast recently, she will tell you undeniably her son would not be here with us or in the shape, as good a shape as he is right now without that miracle plant oil. And even once or twice, some nurses like saw something or there was a roll-on, a topical roll-on for pain that she saw in the room. And she was told, you can't have that in here. And just, we've got a long ways to go, but Dr. Raphael Mishulam is the one who blazed the trail for all of us. So, so you know, to Rafi, you know, we will carry the torch. You, you led the way. Um, you gave us the tools. You gave us the research. You gave us the science. And, and thank you. Thank you. So I want to also introduce to, uh, to the stage uh, Janet Benton Gaylord, uh, my mom, head of research and development for 101cbd.org. She was there at CanMed in 2019, sitting front row with us. Uh, any thoughts uh, on Dr. Raphael Mishulam? Um, I certainly am. And I just have been so impressed with him. And we called him the godfather of CBDA, uh, which, by the way, his story is hilarious too. So he was a researcher. He's an organic chemist and a friend who was a policeman gave him a pound of like marijuana or some form of it that he had uh, confiscated. And that's how he began his research on it. Cause it was again, true. Nothing was legal at the time. And he began originally like everybody does with the plant because the most noticeable thing is, Oh, it's THC. You can get high. So he started looking at that but he started doing his chemistry analysis and the first cannabinoid he found was the CBDA. And then he also then found that the THC and the THCA and all of those. And then he spent time researching in that whole area. Uh, but it's kind of frustrating that again, too, like he was led, here's the first one that you find the CBDA and especially in hemp, it is the major cannabinoid and it's the raw form that the plant makes. And so, it was very fascinating, like I said, Justin had mentioned, how excited we were because we had started out when we were creating a product uh, for his son, my grandson, to deal with autism, I'll say the word. Um, we decided it had to be holistic, raw, whole plant, organic, and the CBDA. And this, our whole company was founded and continues to function on that. And it was just this huge, you know, backup or validation of what we'd done when we went to CanMed and Dr. Mishulam was there to present on CBDA, the raw form. And it was also kind of funny. So we have all of our uh, booth and everything is related to Dr. Mishulam because we knew he'd be there, the godfather, but also on CBDA, the raw form. And it was pretty funny that people would come to our booth and they'd say like, how did you already know about CBDA? Because that time people were well aware of THC and CBD was taking the storm. Everybody was doing CBD. They said, how did you already know about CBDA? And I said, well, the research made it really clear. And plus we're holistic. And so as soon as we started looking at creating a product, it had to be the raw organic whole plant uh, form of it. And so again, two people were just like, oh, you know, you're trailblazers here. And 
Sadly, we're still trailblazers, as Justin mentioned. Uh, the CBDA has still not spread as widely at all as it needs to. And the majority of products using hemp still stay at the CBD, which is the heated variety. And often it's not organic or whole plant or any of the things that we value as holistic healers. But anyway, so Dr. Mishulam, one thing he also presented that day was that, so he's been a researcher forever. He's published over 450 articles. And he was also a professor of medical chemistry at Hebrew University. And he also discovered the endocannabinoid system. He started looking at the endocannabinoids. And which is also sad that I do consultation and very few people realize that our bodies make cannabinoids or that we have an endocannabinoid system. And so he again too discovered that. But, but he had been uh, focusing uh, toward the end of his research the last few years and he had international contacts of many students he'd trained and other researchers. And so he analyzed all that research and before he came to CanMed and he presented there that CBDA, the raw form, was 10 to 100 up to 1,000 times more powerful than CBD or THC, especially in the area of healing. And for instance, the 1,000 times related to studies of nausea. And you often hear people talking about, oh, I need to have some THC because I'm having nausea from uh, chemotherapy or something. But he showed that the CBDA was 1,000 times more powerful. And again, too, so he, that's why we just like, it finally validated everything we had done. And it, and by the way, talking about Dr. Mishulam, it's important to note that he was part of a group called the Genius 100. I mean, literally the top Genius 100 in the world. And then so many of the people, because it involved cannabis, he did not get the recognition that he should have. And as Justin mentioned, he should have gotten a Nobel Prize. I mean, for research and science, it was what he did was incredible. And to unlock this incredible plant that can help in, besides all the healing things in terms of just like food and concrete and clothing and all that. And it also helps heal the soil. But anyway, so but it's been his mission throughout life to make that more uh, widely known. And then one focus he was had at the conference was so medical researchers, and I've talked to quite a few of them myself, don't want to study the raw whole plant. They don't seem to be set up for that. And so he actually made... A, 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 chem, a chemical version of the CBDA for medical research. So it's like, okay, you guys aren't using this yet. Here, here's the molecule you can use to research with. And so that was his other contribution to make the CBDA more available for researchers. And I haven't read, actually read too many studies using that yet, but I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Uh, but anyway, Justin mentioned too, just the astounding approval rates everybody had for him and the cheering and cheering when he came to speak. And by the way, with this podcast, we can put the link to that speech in there. We still have that. And also, it'd be funny, we have a picture that was published of all of us at our booth honoring him uh, from that CanMed uh, uh, get-together, or, or big thing there. And so again, too, we can't emphasize enough that this man devoted his life to this plant and getting also the idea of using natural products for healing and so I, we're all just super sad that he did pass away uh, because who knows what else he would have done. He continued always to find new uh, ways. And he also trained and worked with so many other researchers to spread the word and do the research around the world. Uh, so again, too, I can't, it's just kind of shocking and sad. Um, we always relied on him as one of our major researchers to back up what we were doing. 
And so I guess we all we can say now is we just hope that even if it's passing, maybe they will be summarizing his research or again, too, it'll be the spark people need to become aware of CBDA and actually use it more with healing instead of constantly focusing on THC and, uh, and, and the heated and processed CBD. I, I just remember the just the the honor. I mean, we had a we have a picture with him wearing a shirt. We have him in like a Godfather uh, costume on T-shirts we were wearing, and we had it on our booth. And we'll have those pictures up on the on the podcast, uh, you know, show notes. And it was an honor of a lifetime. I mean, it was meeting a living live, living legend, you know. And we were pen pals on LinkedIn. I'd I would tell him our story and how thankful I was, and he was so kind and sweet and thanked me for, you know, um, thanking him. <laughs> He's just a sweet old man. His wife was there too. I met his brother. His brother was a great doctor. We talked a bunch and um, they were, you know, his wife was so tickled with uh, the t-shirts we had made, getting getting him to look like, you know, like the Godfather from the movie, The Godfather. We used his picture and my wife, Molly, actually is uh, a brilliant, um, you know, um, person who could do those kinds of things with computers and uh and so she actually mocked that up and it was great and instead of like a little rose in his lapel it was a little a little like seedling hemp seedling in there and anyways we'll have those pictures up uh, on the podcast and yeah I just found out this morning as we're doing the, the as I was I don't I don't really follow the news that close um and actually I saw it on an Instagram feed um from some of my friends and influencers uh, that were paying tribute uh, to uh, Dr. Raphael Mishulam, and I, that's how I found out. So um, I just knew that I had to do a, a live uh, podcast to pay tribute to this man. Uh, he is the most influential person I know uh, in, in cannabis. Um, it might have been Jesus Christ if, if the truth wasn't hidden in, the, in uh, 1,700 years ago when they tr- mistranslated the word cannabosum uh, from Hebrew to Greek. And they turned it into calamus. Um, but regardless, um, the toothpaste is out of the tube and there's no putting it back. Now that Americans and people all over the world have tried uh, CBD or hemp, uh, for even if it's just aches and pains, and the aches and pains go away without side effects, uh, you know, that's, you know, you, you can't unlearn that there's no men in black where you have that little wand that erases people's memories Uh, right now that the goal has shifted from teaching people about cbd to teaching people about the differences of cbd and that's what dr Raphael mishulam was always such a champion for his last living legacy was researching the acidic precursors of all the cannabinoids so cbda cbga cbca there's over a hundred cannabinoids those are you know cannabidiol is a cannabinoid cbd is a cannabinoid just so you understand and so he was doing his 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 last research uh and he lived 92 i mean let's let's face it like sign me up for 92 that's a heck of a run you know but like my mom said how much more research would he have been able to do if he had lived another you know five or ten years uh you know and uh, I think the average male expectancy is like 75. So he got a bonus, you know, 17 or so. And so he was, he was just, uh, he's a hero 
to so many of us. And he's helped millions of families all over the world with his research just by getting it out there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know where we would be as a planet if it wasn't for his work. Uh, just showing, that, again, he released this. He did the research in the 60s. He released the studies in the 70s. And he's been releasing studies ever since. Uh, showing first in the 70s, it was that this, this plant can, uh, specifically the CBD or the CBDA, can help reduce or eliminate seizures. I mean, the fact that every American, every human that has access to a phone or a screen doesn't know that. That's the mission to heal the world, right? The mission to reach a billion people and then heal a billion people, as my wife told me the other day. She goes, it's not good enough just to reach a billion people about the power of this miracle plan. We need to heal a billion people with the power of this miracle plan. And the healing can just mean something as simple as you sprained your ankle and you put on some topical, reduce the swelling and the inflammation and the pain naturally without chemicals or side effects. That's a start. A lot of our products that we, we give out for free um, for people to try are, is the roll-on because it's simple, it's easy, it works. It works for, for pain, it works for bug bites, scratches, rashes, even cold sores. You know, skin blemishes, precancerous or cancerous spots, tumors, re- reduces those. All of that research is out there. Dr. Rafi Moshun was a part of all of that. He truly is the Godfather. So uh, we will carry the torch. Uh, We will continue to teach and educate. And uh, it was an honor of a lifetime to get to meet him, to get to know him, to learn from him, to spread uh, his research to everyone I've come across. I have never said anyone's name more often. I've never quoted one researcher, one doctor more than him. He is the source. He is the source. He did his work. May he rest in peace. May he, you know, and and his transition in, in, you know, into the afterlife. And I know he's still here with us um, and looking down to see what we do with this information now. Now it's on me and it's on you. The proof is there. Go look him up. There'll be notes in the show notes and you can go do all the all the PubMed.gov. Just type in Dr. Raphael Meshulam. You know, M-E-C-H-O-U-L-A-M, Raphael. And all the studies are there. And uh, what a legacy he's left. I, I personally vow to continue his legacy because I, I was doing it when he was alive and I'll do it when he's no longer physically here. Um, but uh, just uh, what a man, what an honor, what a blessing he's been for my family, for my son, and millions, if not billions, of other people and families in the future. So anything else, mom, before we wrap up? Uh, Just again, to repeat what you said, he's just been an inspiration, but beyond that, because in the world we live in, people demand facts. The fact that he has published so many studies and did such total groundbreaking work, even to figure out that there was more to this pound of marijuana than just something to get high. And then I also like that toward the end of his life, what he focused on was the raw CBDA. And I can't tell you how many times I say it when I'm talking to people that don't know the difference between CBD and CBDA, that I repeat his comment or his statement that the CBDA, the raw whole plant, when you aren't, don't not heat the hemp plant, is 10 to 100 up to 1,000 times more powerful than CBD and THC. 
And to me, just that legacy of saying that and having that research behind it makes all the difference in terms of explaining it to people and also showing that we are doing what we do with by using only CBDA. We are doing it by learning from the master or the godfather of hemp or CBD or THC or whatever you want to call him, uh, maybe the endocannabinoid godfather, uh, that his legacy is amazing that he gave honor back to this plant that we as humans have used forever, that we literally have in our bodies, we evolved with it in our bodies, we have receptors for it, we make it. Uh, he literally brought this plant alive and gave proof, the scientific proof, so people can use it and not just uh, keep ignoring it. So I know we owe a great debt to him. And I think everybody who's been healed um, using CBDA or even CBD uh, owes him a debt of uh, gratitude. And I don't know if they give Nobel Prizes posthumously, but he would certainly be deserving of one. Well, I'm sure, I mean, I've already signed petitions and I've, I've had some grassroots efforts and been involved in getting him the Nobel Peace Prize. But again, because of the stigma of the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act passing, um, and the, you know, demonization of the plant, it was, they, they wouldn't give him that Nobel Peace Prize for his contribution to, to mankind and science, uh, because it was too controversial. And, and as Americans, we, we, we bear the brunt of that. We own that one. We, uh, we stole that Nobel Peace Prize from this man. He was born in Hungary and lived and grew up in Israel. And, uh, you know, because of, you know, nefarious intention, this plant um, was hidden from us and its healing powers were hidden from millions upon millions of Americans and billions of mankind around the world. But again, our mission is to reach a billion people by 2025. We're doing so many exciting things to see that that comes true, but we need your help and how you can help is share this podcast, rate and review this podcast. If someone out there needs to hear this podcast, is confused about cannabis or hemp or the healing benefits of this plant, forward this podcast to them. It's simple, just forward it. Let them have a listen because the, the truth will set you free. And Dr. Raphael Meshulam was the founder of, of truth and research and science, scientifically proving, like I said in the beginning, it was the children in the 1970s that when they introduced this plant for children with severe epilepsy and seizures, and like I said, I believe it was eight out of nine had no seizures while they were taking the CBD, and the, and the one had like a, a few, but a drastic reduction from where, where it was. And we'll get some more, uh, we'll quote that study and get that out there too as well. You can look it up as well. It's in the 1970s, Dr. Raphael Meshulam, pubmed.gov. Uh, just type his name in. You'll see hundreds of research studies that he's involved in. So again, I just, uh, you know, he's, I'm sad he's no longer here with us, He, but he did his work. I mean, you want to talk about making your life count what, with the time that you have. He put in so much effort. I mean, think about it. From 1963 to the year 2023. What is that? 60 years? 60 years of research? 60 years 
of researching this plant. 60. This was his only thing, was cannabis, hemp, CBD, CBDA, and what, what a legacy he leaves. I mean, he is going to go down in the annals of time. You know, when 25 years from now, 100 years from now, people will look back and they will point the finger to Dr. Raphael Meshulam as the man who reversed the egregiousness that this plant has suffered and, and mankind has suffered because they hid this plant from you. They hid this plant from me. And again, it is our mission to reach 1 billion people by 2025 about the power of this miracle plant, especially in the raw form. And uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to you, Rafi. So anything else, Mom, before we wrap up? Uh, nope. Uh, again, too, just sadness. and But just not really so much sadness because we have to appreciate what he did. And we could all hope to have a life as fulfilling and as important as his. Well, on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world. This one goes out to you, Rafi. I know you're up there. I can feel your spirit. Thank you for all you've done. Um, we will take the torch. We will carry it on. We will educate. We will pick up where you left off. Uh, you did your work, man. Here's to you. On the count of three, we're going to say heal the world. So he can feel it and feel those vibrations. Um, he has meant the world to so many of us. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal, heal the world! The world! <laughs> Thanks for coming by the Miracle Plant Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, pass this out, get this out, forward this out to somebody. Everybody needs to know the name Dr. Raphael Mashur. What a beautiful man, what a beautiful soul, what a contribution to mankind. Be a blessing, everybody, and happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one toke at a time.